Welcome to the Kinetic Enterprise, built to evolve, presented by Deloitte. Your host for the program is Bonnie D. Graham. This program will set up your business for the future with topics centered on the four pillars of the Kinetic Enterprise. We'll focus on case studies and best practices designed to move you to the next level. Now, here is Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome, everyone, to the Kinetic Enterprise presented by Deloitte. Today, our topic is a very special one, leveraging cloud to accelerate your kinetic enterprise journey. Let me tell you a little bit about our topic before I introduce my three panelists. To remove the organizational inertia, and we put inertia in quotes so you'll understand it's a thought. To meet the ever-changing business and market needs, organizations need to make a bold move with cloud. We're talking to all of you businesses around the world. You also need to seek to operate with a clean core. We'll talk about that. And look for more ways to make your business more intelligent and responsive. I have three specialists on this topic today. We have Pavan Srivastava at Deloitte. We have Eddie Sardilli at Google Cloud, and we have Chip Klein-Hexel at Deloitte. They're here to share their insights to help you understand the art of the possible, we love that term, with cloud and SAP solutions, and to explore ideas for accelerating your move to the cloud. They're going to provide a high-level look at key cloud players and technologies that can contribute to the kinetic enterprise, which is the goal of this series, to help you get there, while diving into the major benefits that come from deploying and operating cloud solutions. Now, you all know these, but I'll list them. You know, scalability is a goal. It's a benefit. Flexibility, responsiveness, speed, and cost effectiveness. You're going to find out how cloud is fueling digital enterprise transformation today and learn how leading global organizations are using cloud as the DNA of the built-to-evolve kinetic enterprise capable of moving at the speed of disruption. And we all know the world has been majorly disrupted in the past four months. So here we are. Join us for the Kinetic Enterprise Leveraging Cloud to accelerate your kinetic enterprise journey. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Happy to be here as moderator and host. And let's go around the table and introduce my guests. I'll have them each tell us a little bit about their background and their passion for this topic. First up, Pavan Srivastava. Welcome, Pavan. How are you? Thank you, Bonnie. I'm doing great. And uh, hello, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, to everyone, wherever you are, and listening to this podcast, this is Pavan Shivastava. I'm a principal with Deloitte, based out of uh, California, and I lead SAP Cloud practice. And in this role, I'm responsible for developing Deloitte's cloud capability uh, that deploys SAP solutions on various cloud platforms and technologies. Uh, I help focus on helping organization transform using SAP as an ERP and cloud as a innovative solutions and platform. I've been in this industry for almost 24 years, focused around SAP, and in the last five years, predominantly around cloud innovative technologies. And I sit in the junction of both innovations that SAP brings to the table and other cloud technologies. And I partner with our cloud ecosystem partners that brings these technologies around SAP to transform our clients' business. Um, this is really an interesting topic for me and close to my heart, very close to what I do for a living in my work. Uh, I've been practicing SAP technologies for the last 24 years, but last five years, seeing how cloud has brought the innovations in close to the SAP 
While SAP focuses on transforming your business, cloud provides you the engine, the acceleration, the platform that really drives that innovation and acceleration, which is the essence of the kinetic enterprise, right? How responsive, scalable you can make this enterprise. And I, this is where I spend most of the time working with a lot of our partner ecosystem, uh, SAP themselves, and other people in this ecosystem that drives our clients' business. So really, really excited about the topic. Thank you very much. Nice to have you on, Pavan, and thank you for joining me. Let's move around the table to Eddie Sardilli. And by the way, to our listeners, I have the privilege and the pleasure of being on visual Zoom with my panelists, so I can see them smiling. They're all very happy to be here, and you will hear that in their voices. They're happy to be here because this is a topic they all embrace. Boy, if you could see the smiles right now lighting up the screen. So if we reference anything visually, I will translate that for the listeners because you don't get to see them, and I do. Eddie Sardilli at Google Cloud. We're so happy to have you here. Eddie, please do me the honor of introducing yourself and a little bit about your passion for this topic. Eddie. Thank you so much. And great to be here. And thanks for having me. And hello to everyone out there. Um, You know, I spent the last 25 years working in various roles in the tech industry. Um, Everything from running go-to-market and strategy at SAP for HANA for a number of years, being a solution advisor, being an architect, um, also working in professional services and sales and sales management. So I've, I've, I've crossed a lot of different roles and I have the privilege of being a partner manager and a business development lead here at Google Cloud uh, for the last two years. Um, left SAP in January of 2019 and have taken on a role to lead uh, the go-to-market strategy for the SAP on Google Cloud business. And my passion really is about uh, helping our customers go through this cloud journey, this cloud adoption journey, which I think is super impactful and and brings tremendous value to to our customers and, of course, our partners and our ecosystem. And so it's really one large team working together to help companies transform, um, you know, enable better business models, try to launch new products, and the list goes on. And it's really about taking everything we've learned from our careers in technology mm-hmm. and applying it to everyday life, right? And, 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 and helping each other out through this journey. Cause you know, I truly believe that, and it's kind of the way I've lived my life in this, in this um, career is to really focus on, you know, just not being afraid to take on new challenges, mm-hmm. try different roles, try different technologies, seeing how you can, adopt technology in different ways and and leverage the technologies to actually help you as an organization to achieve your goals, right? And more importantly, with everything that we're going through today, I I truly hope everyone is safe and doing well. I I truly believe that, as Pavan mentioned just a second ago, the platform itself lends itself to help companies, you know, really achieve, achieve that scalability, that flexibility, that agility that businesses are striving for today at very low costs, but then it's the kinetic enterprise message and and objective, and, and of course the strategy, which I'm sure you'll hear about a lot today, and is truly to be in a in a proactive mode and not being reactive to current situational changes as we've mm-hmm. experienced in the recent months. And so I really I'm really passionate about the topic. I hope that what I provide from a thought leadership perspective and what we've seen across the organizations that are leveraging cloud 
are going to help our audience uh, with you know the ideas moving forward and and being able to apply what we bring to the table together. Thank you, Eddie. We're so pleased to have you join us today. And thank you for your perspective. I appreciate that. It is interesting, proactive versus reactive. And we talk many times on these these shows, the Kinetic Enterprise, about companies that took the leap of faith, moved to the cloud, moved to digitalization, that big word we all love to say, moved to transformation before the pandemic, are more in a position or in a better position to be proactive now because they've got the tools, the strategies, the processes, the business models to be able to innovate and be very proactive as they come through the recovery and hopefully very successful on the other side. So thank you for that, Eddie. Appreciate that. Let's move one stop around the table to Chip Klein Hexel, who's been on Game Changers Radio with me many times over recent years. Clip Chip, welcome to the Kinetic Enterprise. What have you been up to and why don't you tell our listeners in case there's one person in the world, Chip, who doesn't know who you are, talk to that person. Go ahead. Uh, Bonnie, good to be back and good to be on here with Eddie and with Pavan. Pavan and I go way back. We've worked together many times. Uh, so I'm a principal within Deloitte. I work within our enterprise performance practice. I, I focus on business transformations for large complex programs and leveraging technologies like SAP and cloud hyperscalers. Um, I have deep experience when it comes to business trans- transformation across a number of different industries, retail, wholesale distribution, consumer goods, technology. Um, and I also wear the hat within our firm of I lead our innovation and asset offering. So all the things that we bring within SAP around the assets we can bring to bear, um, I lead in, in terms of whether it be leveraging automation to bring tools so that we can implement faster, whether it be tools that we put out on the cloud that clients can use as solutions moving forward. And so I'm excited and passionate about this conversation because many of the things that we're looking and we strategize and look to go develop and then enable for our clients, they can only be done with the power of the cloud. And so, and, and, and Eddie said it well, you know, we talk so often around this ability to be proactive or what we've been calling it built to evolve, right? Mm-hmm. So as enabling that infrastructure so that when you're faced with a disruption, you can quickly pivot. And, uh, and so being able to talk about that and, and, and discuss how we can better innovate and provide te- you know, technologies and solutions for our customers and for, for companies that are out there is, is something that I'm, I'm super passionate about. Thank and you. always great to be on, on something with Pavan. <laughs> Wonderful. Chip, I have a question. How long have you been working in this field? I've been working in this field for 14 years. Okay, I was hoping he would have said 25 because we have 24 from Pavan, we have 25 from Eddie. I was hoping we could round it up to 75 years of experience. I know, okay, we'll leave it at that. I'm so, sorry, I'm letting you down. Sorry, at 14 down. years, Chip is the newcomer. I just wanted to make that statement. So uh, somebody do the math. We have a lot of years of people invested in in technology and, and helping companies move forward. Uh, a lot of value on this panel and a lot of validity for them to be here on this topic today. Pavan, this is the part of the show where I've asked each of you to bring me a quote from a book, a movie, a person famous, not so famous, a quote that on the surface is absolutely zero to do with the topic, and you're going to relate it to the topic in your own words. So you have sent us a beautiful quote from Mahatma Gandhi. Let me read a little tiny bit of background, and then I'll read the quote and spend about two minutes telling us why you picked the quote and what it has to do with our topic. So Mahandas Karamchand Gandhi 
1869 to 1948, was an Indian lawyer, anti-colonial nationalist, and political ethicist who used nonviolent resistance to lead the successful campaign for India's independence from British rule. The honorific Mahatma, it's in Sanskrit, means great-souled or venerable, was first applied to him in 1914 in South Africa and is now used throughout the world. Here's the quote that Pavan Srivastava has selected from Mahatma Gandhi. The future depends on what we do in the present. I want to say, yes, Pavan, talk to me. How does this apply specifically to our topic today? Thank you, Bonnie. Okay. Interestingly, when I selected this, I didn't realize to correlation then, but as I was reviewing last night, I felt like it's so apt in the topic that we have selected. What we do today is going to define our future, which is exactly what we are doing in Kinetic Enterprise, right? How would you make your organization being flexible, scalable? You don't know what your future is going to lie, but at least you can predict based on your strategy, based on your business demand, based on what you do today, that how what you do, you do not have to change. And remember, we are moving from build to last to build to evolve. You still have to build something that can address to the future. So a lot depends on what you do today. Of course, I have been going through a lot of examples. We have clients that has made certain decisions in last two, three months, leveraging the cloud. And now they hit into this pandemic situation where think about not just scaling up, but scaling down because you need to focus on somewhere else. And they were quickly able to adapt and, and adopt and move into a different direction to say, hey, I want to reduce my investment in cloud and move into a different areas because your model of kinetic enterprise was flexible, scalable, scale up and down, and you can change it without going through a lot of motions. It really helped those clients to quickly adapt to it. So hence, this is apt for the topic that we need to be able to design architect solutions, strategy, and a platform that can support your future business need. It would all depend on how you transform today, that will also benefit for your future. That's why I think it's a pretty pretty interesting uh, quote for our topic today. Very appropriate quote. And I appreciate the research you did to find it. We usually talk about creating the future, but this one grounds in today what you do in the present matters for how things turn out later. Very, very interesting perspective. I appreciate that, Pavan. Thank you. Eddie Sardilli, you're up next. Eddie has sent us a quote from the greatest, Muhammad Ali. He was born Cassius Marcellus Clay Jr., 1942 to 2016 was his lifespan. American professional boxer, activist, philanthropist. I also found out that he was a musician, Eddie. I didn't know that. He had two Grammy nominations. He was an actor, and he wrote two autobiographies. Anybody doesn't know who he is or was, he's widely regarded as one of the most significant and celebrated sports figures of the 20th century, one of the greatest boxers of all times. He was a leading heavyweight boxer in the 20th century. He remains the only three-time lineal champion of that division. He has joint records of beating 21 boxers for the world heavyweight title and winning 14 unified title bouts stood for 35 years. He's the only boxer to be named the Ring Magazine Fighter of the Year six times. I could go on and on. Quite a guy he was. Fascinating. And his poetry. We don't even need to go into that, but he was quite something. Here's the quote Eddie has selected from probably... 5,000 quotes he could have selected from Muhammad Ali. Here it is. 
Don't count the days, make the days count. Yes, Eddie, talk to me. How does this relate to our topic? Yeah, it's it's amazing, right? I'm, I mean, he's a, just an amazing human being and everything he's done, like you've just recapped. But I mean, it, it so much has to do with my life in general. Uh, first, a couple of reasons. Um, I'm drawn to sports, arts, um, and music. And of course, the leadership that comes from those categories. And Muhammad Ali, in my, uh, in my eyes, is one of the greatest leaders and philanthropists on the planet that we had. Uh, and people live, you know, live by his quotes all the time. And so I wanted to live my life, you know, with every day being a new adventure. I just wanted to explore the world. I'm, I'm Italian background. I speak three languages. Um, I like to experience new adventures all the time. And I find like every day is important, right? Making every day count. Uh, and, and that has a lot to do. The second reason has a lot to do with the jobs that we have at Google mm-hmm. Cloud or any any other job I've had in my life. It's it's about, you know, really focusing on the details every day, getting things done and and making it purposeful. And then eventually those little things lead to big things, big rocks moving and big things getting accomplished. Mm-hmm. And I think that has a lot to do with what organizations are going through today as well. So correlating it, the third reason correlating it to what this topic is about is, you know, you don't just add digital to your organization, you become digital, right? Mm. And in order to become digital, you need to go through a journey and you need to learn new things and you need to adapt new things. And I think it's, you know, people refer to it sometimes as fail fast or Mm -hmm. uh, create that agility, build those scrum teams. How do we work in a team of teams where we can do some amazing things really quickly? And so I think the, the whole topic of today's conversation with kinetic enterprise and cloud as an enabler, it really, really talks to the, to the message in the quote, which is, you know, you're, you're up for the challenge, you're doing new things every day, make every day count, and eventually when you look back, like we do at Google Cloud, we look back to when we started this SAP on GCP business, and it's only been a few years, and we look back and we're like, wow, we've accomplished a lot. Uh, and with our partners, and it's just it's just amazing to see how far we've come. So I think I think it's very applicable, and I, I truly, truly like it. And you're right, there was thousands of quotes, not only from him, but other other idols that I that I adore uh, to choose from. But I, I chose this one. I appreciate that. Eddie, you said something that became a quotable moment to me. You said you don't just add digital, you become digital. In all of my radio shows over all the years, speaking to thousands of people, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say it exactly that way. Will you repeat it just for, just for the sake of saying, I'm Eddie yeah. Sardilli, and I'm telling you, go ahead, make it, make it a big famous quote, please. Go ahead. Yeah, it's, yeah, you don't just add digital, you become digital, and you don't become cloud native on day one. Cloud native is a journey, or cloud optimized, as we like to call it. You know, it's, it's a crawl, walk, run, and... Uh, I truly believe that. And I've, I've, you know, obviously what I say and what I talk about, I've learned from a lot of readings and a lot of experience and situational fluency. And of course, hearing from customers. Um, it's funny. Uh, we, we saw this article or posting on LinkedIn that talked about, you know, how does a company become digital, right? Is number one, the CEO decides to number two, the CIO decides to number three, COVID-19 forced <laughs> you to, right? Um, so, you know, we've we've seen a situation where at Google, you know, companies added Google Meet, for example. Um, and yeah, that helped you with work from home and you've added a digital capability. 
but you're not necessarily a digital, digitally transformed organization yet, right? There's a lot to still accomplish and choosing the right partners, going through that journey as a team together. I think that's why, you know, you, you become digital is, is why I, 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 I stick to that quote. Thank you. Quotable moment. If I was tweeting right now, I would I would tweet that because that was a quotable moment. <laughs> Malia Aguilar Deloitte, let's mark that one down. Thank you, Eddie. Chip Klein Hexel, waiting so patiently. I'm getting to your quote now. Chip has sent us a quote from the one and only another sports figure, Coach John Wooden. John Robert Wooden, 1910 to 2010, 100 years. Just missed it by June, let's see, June, July, August, September. Four months he missed his 100th birthday. American basketball player, you know what word loves to do? It loves to go from 140% to 200% when I get near it. It loves me. Uh, American basketball player and head coach at the University of California, L.A. His nickname, Coach John Wooden's nickname, was the Wizard of Westwood. He won 10 NCAA national championships in 12 years as the UC. LA head coach, including a record seven in a row. No other team has won more than four in a row in Division I college men's or women's basketball. And he was a five foot 10 inch guard. He was the first player to be named basketball's All-American three times and 1932 Purdue team on which he played as a senior was recognized as the pre-NCAA tournament national championship and on and on and on and on. Famous guy, big time in sports. Here's the quote. Chip has selected from Coach John Wooden. Adaptability is being able to adjust to any situation at any time, any given time. Chip, talk to me. How'd you pick this one? Well, Bonnie, you always ask us to have a quote. I always like to come up with a sports quote. I don't know why, but that's usually where I'm drawn to. Eddie's the same. Eddie, I appreciate what you said, because same with me. Sports, music, the the what that brings is, is something that excites me. So I usually get drawn to that. And I was looking through this the other night. I found this quote. I thought this is perfect for the topic we're discussing because if you think about what cloud enables companies to be able to do, it's to give them that flexibility and that responsiveness to be able to adapt and adapt quick. And I I can't remember, Bonnie, if it was you or Eddie that said this earlier, um, you know, the companies who made the leap and went to cloud pre-COVID. That was me. That was Bonnie. Right? The companies made the leap to go pre go cloud pre COVID. They had a lot more flexibility to be able to pivot and adapt in this post COVID world um, to be able to go respond to their customer demands. And and so I just thought that this was a perfectly fitting quote for the topic that we're discussing here today. And and it but it also makes me think about you know we obviously can't sit here and rest now as we continue to be ready additional disruption is going to continue to come our way and we have to keep providing ourselves solutions, infrastructure, landscapes that allow us to continue to have that flexibility to be able to to pivot as needed and as necessary. So, Thank you, Chip. Appreciate that. Great selection for the quote. And yes, I do remember you always pick sports quotes and we <laughs> love that. Thank you all. You obviously all put a lot of thought into selecting your quotes and that's what makes it so interesting and fun. And our listeners get to hear how you think. They get to learn a little bit more about you from the sources of your quotes and the quotes you pick. So now is the part of the show where we're going to go into the true roundtable. We've already been doing it, but my my panelists have sent me discussion statements in advance and I'm going to pick one from each of you and we'll go around the table. So, Pavan, I'm going to combine 
a little bit from your number one statement, because we've covered a lot of that with your number two, and I think that will take us directly into talking about cloud. So Pavan told me, he, he actually sat down and told me before the show, I'm telling the truth here. He said, okay, Bonnie, what was once an integral part of an organization's business strategy is nowhere to be found today. And now he says, as technology innovation accelerated, flexible, flexible capacity, reduced cost, and always-on availability have become key enablers for organizations today. Organizations now don't want to spend millions on investments in data centers before they start seeing any value from them. Pavan, why don't you start this part of the discussion, and then I will invite Eddie and then Chip to chime in and ask them to agree or disagree. Pavan, you're up. Absolutely, Bonnie. I think um, we all always debate and ask question that, what's so special about cloud now? Why we are talking about it now? Why, why so much of conversation around it? And what is new? I've also heard comments, people saying, what is cloud? Cloud is nothing but someone else's data center. And, and, and those kind of myth, and I know Eddie is smiling at that, that, that thought itself, right? Uh, the reality is the, the technology innovation, what is possible today, was not possible five years, 10 years back because innovation is happening in technology. Look, all of us are sitting at different cities today on a Zoom, talking and seeing each other in such a you know amazing technology use. Maybe 10 years back, this was not possible. I still remember walking with a you know, eight inch big cell phone in my hand, which looked, used to look like a brick 10 years back, right? <laughs> so, so yes, of course, technology is changing, which is why what you could not do before, now you can do it. And there are multiple examples to it, right? So organizations are taking advantage of this technology in, in various ways. Now we keep talking about digital, we keep talking about cloud, sort of interchangeable, right? You want to be digital, you want to be fast, scalable for your business needs, cloud provides you that platform. Cloud is not someone else's data center. Cloud is essentially a set of technology solutions all bundled and integrated together in a way that the entire platform becomes consumable for you, right? You don't build for your organization, you consume. I always use this example, which is kind of like pretty interesting that, can any one of us imagine building our own power plant for getting the supply for electricity? Can you ever think? I mean, we don't ever talk about it. This is not even a question that should I build my own or should I just go subscribe the energy, you know, electricity utility from a utility provider. We are going to get to that stage and cloud is going to bring us to that stage that you focus on your own core business as an organization, but let the people who are best at it provide you, let them innovate for you faster, accelerated manner for you to take advantage of it, right? And, and think about it. Our public cloud providers, such as Google, AWS, and few others, are innovating at, at the lightning speed. I could see hundreds and thousands of cloud services, microservices, APIs being developed by these cloud providers every year. And for a business and for an organization to sort of keep track of it, and, and be able to use everything or explore everything, it's just simply impossible. So what you do is you let the best who does this job to do and focus on innovation and you consume that innovation to run your business, right? Um, look at our organization today. You know, 
overnight, companies are diversifying their business. You start looking at big organizations, Amazon, Google of the world, you know, a lot of other organizations who are diversifying business. They are no more the old way of doing, I just produce this product or I'm into just manufacturing, I just do this. How would you quickly adapt and move into a different business? You need a platform. You need an innovation, tech, innovative technology that can support you, right? Not just SAP, no matter other ERP solution, other application, how best you can use your data. There are a lot of use cases that cloud can support you as you start thinking about your digital transformation, as you start thinking about kinetic enterprise. And, and I, I would pick a couple of examples in industries, right? If you get into high-tech industry and you start talking about chip manufacturing and chip simulation, a lot of our clients do chip simulation because you have to run hundreds and thousands and millions of transactions per second to test a chip, right? Our clients used to build the massive infrastructure in-house for those simulation. And after the simulation is done, you're not using it anymore, right? But today with cloud, you have the ability to quickly go up, scale up what you use, maybe for 20 days, get out of it. You're only paying for the duration of what you use rather than investing heavily. That's the whole idea of changing, evolving business needs and how cloud can help you get better, more competitive in the marketplace, right? That's what we are really talking here, that cloud can help you and by the way, in my mind, this is not about whether you should or not. It is more about when is the right time for you to start your journey. We all understand it's a journey. It's not the, it's not the end state. Organization will have to adapt slowly. will have to transition slowly as kinetic enterprise as well as leveraging the cloud. Thank you, Pavan. I want to get Eddie Sardilli's reactions next. Agree or disagree? And then Chip will tee you up after Eddie. Go ahead, Eddie. Uh, go ahead, Eddie, please. I'm all smiles for my listeners, right? Because uh, Pavan's spot on. I totally agree. And I just wanted to add a few more comments to it because I think he touched on a couple of things that are truly important. It's it's actually it's a time where you can actually think about you know, how can I do things differently? If I, so, so if I were to start a business today, let's say I was, I was running my infrastructure and legacy applications for 10, 20 years. If I were to do it today, how would I do it? And what you'll typically see as an answer in the marketplace is I would start on cloud. And it, and it provides all the benefits that Pavan talked about. It provides the security, the scalability, the flexibility, the lower TCO, total cost of ownership, because the unicorn lives in the, the intersection of all that, right? The unicorn lives at, I want good technology or great technology, really fast and agile business processes and enablement with a really low cost. I want it to be cheap, right? And so if you, if you bring the tenants of what cloud you know, signifies it, it, it actually is at the intersection of those three things. And yes, it offers a bunch of technology that you can enable and, and use, but then the, the holy grail and, and where the magic happens is when you've got a partner like Deloitte that brings the industry expertise and the, the ability to innovate and help the companies innovate to become a kinetic enterprise 
and take advantage of this technology in a unique and, and well-defined way because you still need governance, you still need proper approach, that's when you start to see how the magic happens. And, and I'm going to touch on another point because because there is there is a lot of play out there where people are like, hey, I got to get out of my data center. I've got to put it in another place. So I'm going to pick public cloud. You know, that's going to be my future. Then it's once they get the cloud, then then that's when they start their journey. Right. So so it could be that approach as well. So there is a lot of lift and shift, but you don't just you don't just lift and shift or migrate to cloud um, without pursuing a holistic strategy around the you know digital transformation. Right. The idea is that yes, okay, I've got I've got a landing zone of where I'm going to run my applications or my data center moving forward, but it's really about putting together you know what that holistic strategy is going to be on how you're going to do things better or in an innovative way that you, you know you, you weren't able to do before. And that's that surround strategy. It's that you know taking advantage of big data and harnessing data intelligence, taking advantage of artificial intelligence and machine learning, automation. Uh, and like Pavan stated as a great example is, you know, you have situations where, especially in a mission critical system of record, you do have to spin up project systems, training systems, uh, pro, you know, specific use cases that you can, you know, utilize for several weeks or months and then spin them back down and only pay for the resources that you're consuming. And so it's a true utility bill. And, and you know, one of our customers said it best where, it, you know, in the past I used to buy a ton of infrastructure to do this. Now I actually know what I spend every month when I, when I run these use cases. So it actually, you know, it brings that, it brings that flexibility and that, you know, that reduction in total cost of ownership, which are two of the primary key drivers but the biggest driver is that, you know, get embarking on that cloud journey so that you can, you know, take advantage of the innovation, the technology, the flexibility of the platform to do all these new things. Um, and we'll touch a little bit more as well, because I think we'll get to it eventually is, is, you know, how do you how do you establish the building blocks of really being able to go through that journey? Because that's important. Um, and, and if you have the right structure and approach and you do the right things, um, then you can accelerate your journey and, and be very, very successful early on. Thank you, Eddie. Very, very good points. A lot of um, wisdom. I hear wisdom in your words. Chip Klein, Hexel, please join us. Comment on what Pavan said and or what Eddie added. Go ahead, Chip. So two wise gentlemen there, right? Um, you know, the first thing that I, I took was Pavan's comment in his analogy, and I love this analogy of, you don't go build the power plant when you want electricity. So why, why should companies go try to do something similar? And I'm going to take that analogy just even a little bit further because I completely agree with it. When you look at it in the world, particularly of what we're facing right now with, with disruption company coming at us all the time, companies have to be able to face on what differentiates them in the marketplace, what they're good at, what they're selling and what their market is. And they shouldn't have to focus on how are they getting, you know, the electricity, quote unquote, to say, to run it, right? And that's where, where cloud is, comes into play is it allows them to not have to focus on that. It makes it so it's not no longer a worry. And they can worry about the things that are actually going to differentiate them in the marketplace, which is coming up with new innovative products 
or finding ways to generate new pricing models so they can generate more margin? Or how can they distribute their product and get it out to more people than who they can currently get it out to today? They can spend that time focusing on that differentiator versus, hey, this is what I need to go stand up my business to be able to have my infrastructure, right? And so I love that analogy, Pavan. I'm going to steal it and I'm going to use it. Um, <laughs> the other thing, I, you know, Eddie, that you said that I, I stuck to and I, I think is right is it's the cloud journey, you have to have a strategy for how you go and embark upon it. But what I find that is interesting is I haven't yet seen everybody follow the same path. Um, and the path can be very different depending on where, where companies are and what their, what their goals and objectives are. So I've seen it where companies, their first path to cloud is they're doing a greenfield implementation of SAP, and that's their first piece that they put on cloud. I've seen other companies where they say, you know what, I've got all this on a data center. I want to do this innovation. Um, and so I'm going to use that to dip my toe into going to cloud because I don't want to go continue to build on top of my, my, my data centers, right? So you've got all these different paths that companies go to navigate to ultimately get there. And it also, they can do it at the pace in which they feel comfortable and they want to go. So that's what I, I both of you, what I like, I liked what you said, and I, that's the only add-ons I have to it. So thank you very yeah, much. I, Go that, ahead, Eddie. That, yeah, sorry, sorry, Bonnie. That last comment was actually really good by Chip because everybody is at a different part of their journey and everybody is approaching it a different way. And that's what's amazing about it is the adaptability and flexibility around it and how, you know, we can, we can start at any part of the journey mm-hmm. um, and, and really help the customers through and, and help them achieve other capabilities and, and, and other value that, you know, that that's going to come from various different aspects. But that's, that's the best part is, is you don't have to start at a specific point yep. and, and do the crawl, walk, run. It, it could all be, it could all be very circular. Right. And, uh, and, and you're spot on. Um, and I appreciate you saying that. I think we have a lot of agreement here, a lot of good ideas <laughs> from our panel. I appreciate this. I think we all appreciate this. It's just a big appreciation party. No, good good thoughts and good information for the audience. Eddie, you're up next. Um, I'm looking at your statement number one, and I'm going to change it a little bit because I know you want to talk about the building blocks of getting to the cloud, and that seems like a good segue of where we are right now. Companies started different parts in their journey. So let me read a little bit from Eddie's statement number one, and then Eddie, I'll ask you to briefly give us some insights into those building blocks, and then we'll see what Chip and Pavan have to say. So Eddie says in his notes to me, businesses are accelerating their move to the cloud. We know that, and are doing so with trusted partners that understand industry, business process, and technology. Here's a caveat. Just taking legacy applications and moving them to the cloud will not automatically yield the results that cloud infrastructure and systems can provide. In some cases, that approach can result in IT architectures that are more complex, cumbersome, and costly than before. The full value of the cloud comes from approaching options as part of a holistic strategy to pursue digital transformation. So, Eddie, why don't you give us an intro or a little primer, primer, however you pronounce that word, for the building blocks, and then we'll ask Chip and Pavan to add their thought leadership as well. Go ahead, Eddie. Yeah, and I'll, what I'll do is I'll touch on some, you know, recent experiences, which I think is, mm-hmm. is the best way to touch on this subject. And and it's really about that, right? It's, it's, it's there, there are, you know, as Chip and I just discussed, there are 
uh, people that start or organizations that start by saying, hey, I just got to get my infrastructure to the cloud first, right? And then I'll do my, maybe I'm moving my ECC or suite on HANA and I'll do my S4 HANA upgrade while I'm in the cloud because I could take advantage of some automation and some new capabilities that I don't necessarily have on-prem. Um, the other approaches that we're seeing are um, we're seeing people start with innovation in the cloud. Maybe they're building new applications. Um, they're probably building some data lakes or some data warehousing and analytics, um, or maybe making use of our AI or machine learning platforms. And then with that, that, that innovation that's happening in the cloud, they'll eventually bring some of the legacy app or replatform some of the legacy applications to cloud later on. So there's, you know, they're all starting from different approaches. And I think that's what's important is, is you know, the first thing that we're seeing as a trend is people are trying to get the cloud quicker now than they ever have wanted to before. So we're seeing cloud adoption spike. Uh, and we're, we're actually, you know, from IDC, we're seeing that they're, they're saying that there's going to be six times more spend on cloud adoption this year than on other IT spend. Uh, so that's actually a really good indication of what's about to happen and what's already happening. Um, so then how do you translate that into, you know, this holistic digital transformation strategy that we talk about, this kinetic enterprise strategy? Because, you know, you have this moment now where you can actually rethink some of the business processes that you have, potentially some of the legacy applications that you have that you want to replatform and move them to a more flexible um, possibly scalable, more microservices-based architecture. So it gets into this, how do I break the monolith or the, the big complex systems apart into smaller pieces that I can now create agility around? So when business demands change, I can actually introduce the ability to introduce new features or integrate new features very quickly. And that becomes super important, not just in an SAP core we're a system of record, but it becomes super important to all the other things, all the other ancillary applications that are attached to the SAP core. Um, and be it uh, new, new apps that you've built, new mobile apps, or even web apps that are being used. And so I think, I think there's a discussion there around, you know, what are the building blocks to get there? And, and what we've seen is we've seen customers adopt cloud more today than ever before. And we're starting to see what those building blocks are. And those building blocks, and I'll try to kind of simplify it a little bit so that everybody can just kind of think of this as three big boxes, for example. We've got, you know, your systems of record. And then you start to think about, we always have this application architecture, right? Where I have my system of record. On top of that, I have a data warehouse potentially to see analytics. And then on top of that, I have some applications or business intelligence apps that gives me information and insights on, on how I'm performing as a business. And so what I think we're, we're starting to see is we're starting to see these, these new digital architectures take shape where we're actually starting to take customers and organizations are starting to say, look, I'm going to take my applications and make them the core, clean core, right, as we talk about, keep the complexities and, 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 and the, and the, uh, the, the heavy maintenance that's required around this infrastructure out of it, move my move everybody to above the value line. So let the infrastructure, let the automation that cloud brings run my, my main applications, but now move all the, the value or the, the, the people above the value line, which means that I can now iterate, 
deliver new capabilities more quickly, build new applications, develop new business models, and do that in a cloud-native way, which basically just lends itself really well to, to you know, a loosely coupled, tightly integrated infrastructure, which, you know, you'll see. Most organizations today are striving to integrate a lot of the other cloud applications that they have with their core. And so you need that cloud layer to be able to do that really well, right? And so that's kind of the building blocks that we're seeing. And we're seeing customers like, like everyone, Pavan and Chip are talking about is, let's move to the cloud. Let's start to think about this kinetic enterprise approach so that we can start to do that and enable that to happen in a more proactive way. And so the customers are coming to cloud and they're starting to take advantage of all this new capability and innovation that they have. And I think that that speaks a lot to this holistic strategy that I, that I mentioned in that first mm-hmm. statement. And I know I got into a little bit of the technology components of it, but the idea is that I shouldn't be afraid to build these blocks on top of my core infrastructure because these blocks, these microservices, and these capabilities that cloud brings allow me to change very quickly if I need to course correct. And so you're never going to be in a situation where you've architected something and have pinned yourself into a corner. You can actually change very quickly and very easily from, you know, from when something like COVID happens, right? You, you, know, you can re-pivot your business and, and head in the right direction and come out of this a lot better, right? So that's, that's the idea is, is I, I really believe that the agility, the innovation, the flexibility is really what the business benefit is, um, you know, because at the end of the day, you, running on infrastructure runs well everywhere, right? Uh, obviously, there's always advantages of, you know, what we do from an automation and, uh, you know, just smart infrastructure perspective. However, the business value is what you get from all the enablement, that, that the outcome from all this digital transformation strategy. Thank you, Eddie. Great overview. Love the blocks. And I'm going to ask Chip to join us right now. Chip comments on what Eddie proposed, what he offered to us, and then Pavan will get you in on that next. Go ahead, Chip. Yeah, big fan of what Eddie said. Um, the, the thing I'd add to it is there's the component of business value and then there's also the component of, of speed, right? And I, what I see is that the businesses, you know, IT needs to be able to keep up with the speed of business right now. And in order to do that, they've got a leverage infrastructure that can pivot and pivot fast. So if they're going to go and drive for outcomes and say, this is the value I want to go achieve, it's going to come hand in hand. And innovation we're seeing is coming hand in hand with what cloud can help them deliver. So that, that, that's really the only piece I'd add to it, Eddie, what you said. Love the building blocks concept, completely aligned in terms of how it can help generate business value. And I think the other part to it is, is not only value, but it's, it's speed to value as well. Thank you, Chip. Pavan, please join us. Lots to talk about. What do you think? Well, well I think... All, all said very, very true and everything is very practical aspect. Just one thing to add, tying up to all this conversation into Kinetic Enterprise and SAP backend, let's be, let's be realistic about it. SAP is pretty much the backbone of every business. You know, you know people are risk averse or that perceived notion about the risk associated with adopting to a newer technology and faster moving technology 
Will I be able to ship my product? Will I be able to sell myself? Am I going to get caught up into this change where it's going to impact my business? So we understand that, right? That's why we all believe that this is a journey rather than an end state for a lot of them. And as Chip mentioned some time back, everybody's taking a different route and different options and approach to reach there. But I think one thing is clear. You've got to start now. You've got to do it now and act now. You may take a different path. You may just move your application and run on the cloud, lift and shift, take 20, 30% of the value out of it, or you move up to the value chain, go and make your ERP clean, make your cloud native development on the cloud platform, or you again keep going up to the chain and say software as a service, which is the entire stack is offered in it. Mm -hmm. Everybody's risk appetite is very different but then you have multiple options available to you to achieve that. So absolutely take advantage of it and move forward with the capacity what you can do. Thank you, Pavan. Very interesting perspectives. I've certainly learned a lot from all of you. We have a few minutes left, and I'd like to move us into the future. We call this the crystal ball predictions round, and I know you've all been thinking about this. All I'll say is try to keep to the topic of cloud, innovation, Core, clean core, uh, digital transformation, digitalization, being smart about scaling, being flexible, agile, being able to pivot. As we all know, companies are trying their best to come out of the shutdowns, out of the forced need to disrupt, the forced need to rethink and innovate. Those who already did, good for them. Those who haven't gotten on board yet may be trying to catch up. So it will be an interesting rest of 2020 to see what companies actually are still around and which ones are thriving. So that's why I'm glad we're having this conversation. Let's start with Pavan Srivastava. Pavan, I can give you 60 seconds. They're all yours. Why don't you predict what will happen next? Go ahead. Well, just very simple words. Competition is coming fast at you. Companies are born in the cloud. Zoom, where we are today, they don't have data center. They don't have offices. They are born in the cloud. So we all as a business and all the organizations have to think fast, act fast. Yes, you can take steps, but your step has to be quick enough to beat the competition. And this is for every business, right? Not just not just for internet type of business. Uh, my, I see future as our clients and organizations don't have choice. They will move to this line because they see the value. What we have seen the value anywhere between 30 to 40% to 50 to 60% your cost optimization, which means you have more money available to do and invest on your business rather than trying to see how, how do I you know, run and operate my solutions here, right? I would see more and more people moving from just the infrastructure as service cloud subscription platform to making their ERP core clean and moving more into the platform as a service, leveraging more of a cloud. Again, leverage, consume rather than build your. So next five to 10 years, you would see from 20, 30% adoption to going to 60, 70% adoption. And also going from IS layer to pass and SaaS layer, which is where you're moving up to the value chain and gaining more and more out. Thank you, Pavan. Let's go to Eddie Sardilli at Google Cloud. Eddie, 60 seconds. What do you see in the crystal ball from Google Cloud? Yeah, first I want to I want to agree to something Pavan said. It's it's you're freeing up working capital by coming to cloud so that you can repurpose the capital 
to build these new things that you need for your organization. That's that's a that's a very key statement. That's a it's a it's a really great statement because our CFOs out there, that's what they're looking for, right? To pivot their organizations. But then if I look into the crystal ball, like you said, Bonnie, it's I go back to my where I started my career with, with data, right? Uh, and I really feel that with a serverless, scalable data architecture in cloud, you now have the ability to really drive a lot of new actionable insights. So there's a lot of like landing data in a place and running reports and getting some kind of reactive view of what's been happening. But we're moving from predictive to proactive, right? To really like to machine learning and to actually have an automated process that actually provides you those insights without even having to be a data scientist. Uh, and that 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 idea is is coming to fruition in a lot of the organizations that we work with today. And that's where you're you're getting the significant values. I can take the operational data from SAP and other systems, really identify what valuable source systems we have, build a data warehouse or a data lake with that information, and then run some really insightful algorithms around that data to provide me the insights that I need to pivot my organization. And that's data really drives transformation. I mean, we talk about Zoom, we talk about Netflix, we talk about Facebook and all these. Those are great examples of how that happens. Thank I wanted you, to really inject that, that Thank you, there. Eddie. Great prediction, Chip Klein-Hexel. You're next. I have 60 seconds with your name on them. Go ahead, Chip. I can be quick. You know, I think my prediction is, and we've, we've talked a lot about, you know, companies and business out there. My prediction is that with cloud, the ERP, the core, we always talk about a clean core. The core is going to continue to shrink. And it's going to help our clients and our customers and businesses because more and more is going to go out and be propagated out in the cloud and through cloud solutions that you leverage microservices to connect into the core. So oftentimes we think about these ERPs that are going to grow and provide more and more functionality. I actually think it's going to be the latter. Those are going to shrink. More and more of that functionality will be able to be enabled leveraging through cloud services. Thank you very much. What an interesting topic. What an interesting panel. I want to say thank you to Pavan Srivastava. Pavan, so nice to meet you, and thank you for your time. Eddie Sardilli at Google Cloud. Thank you so much, Eddie. Love the building blocks. That was really, really good for the conversation, and I know it'll be a teachable moment, a learning moment for our audience. And thank you to Chip Klein-Hexel at Deloitte. Good to see you again. Shout out to Malia Aguilar, the lady behind putting these shows together. Malia, again, a spectacularly wonderful, smart panel. Thank you so much, as well as Carla Neal and Helen Tomas, who sponsored this series, Deloitte, the Connecticut Enterprise. And a shout out to Aaron. And we had a new engineer, Danielle, today. Thank you, Danielle, for working with us. And I will just say, um, go out there and be smart, be safe, be savvy. Listen to what our panelists said, a lot of great advice. And we will see you next time here on Deloitte, the Kinetic Enterprise Podcast. Bonnie D. Graham signing off. Everybody wave. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Kinetic Enterprise, built to evolve, presented by Deloitte. Be sure to join host Bonnie D. Graham next Friday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Deloitte can help you reimagine everything in order to get the most out of your SAP investments and position your business for tomorrow's demands. Learn more at Deloitte.com slash SAP. 
This program is copyright Deloitte Development, LLC. All rights reserved.